Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about a new report from Freddie Mac on the state of the multifamily market nationwide. But the purpose of today's show isn't just to share information. It's about what you do with the information. When you prepare a financial pro forma for investors and lenders, the numbers you choose for that financial model should not be arbitrary. They should be based on widely accepted principles and practices. For example, no financial model should assume zero vacancy when the market vacancy is in fact much higher. Which number should you choose? Do you arbitrarily choose 10%, 5%, 8%? How do you justify your choice of that vacancy factor? On today's show, Freddie Mac's economics team has issued some guidance that could be particularly useful in forecasting and modeling. The first thing we see is that despite the recent surge in new construction, there continues to be a modest shortage of housing on a national basis, as household demand outpaces total supply. Now We all know that national numbers are completely meaningless because real estate's a hyper-local business. Within the average, there can be a shortage in one market and a surplus in another, but still, on a national basis, the folks at Freddie Mac are continuing to see demand. The U.S. Census Bureau reports that five-plus unit family completions are on pace in 2019 to exceed the past several years. As of June, we're on a 365 units per year run rate. That compares with 345,000 units seen in the last couple of years. At the same time, total housing completions over the last three years have averaged 1.1 million housing units a year. That's of all housing types. But during the same time period, total households have increased on average 1.4 million households per year. That means we have a shortfall of about 300,000 dwellings per year compared with the increase in demand. The continued increase in multifamily construction when the overall housing market continues to remain unbalanced is not necessarily an oversupply concern as long as the economy struggles to build enough housing. The second noteworthy item in the report was rent growth and occupancy. The federal government has been telling us for a long time that inflation is low. Worryingly low, in fact. But Freddie Mac is stating clearly that rents grew an average of 5.1% in 2018 and vacancy rates closed the year on a national basis at 4.8%. It's interesting to note that housing makes up about 40% of the consumer price index in most markets. And the Bureau of Labor and Statistics reported that inflation was 2.44% for 2018. But if rents increased 5.1% and housing makes up 40% of the CPI, then what they're saying is that the only thing that went up in price in 2018 was rent. Everything else remained flat, and something isn't adding up for me. Here's another thing I found interesting in the report. Freddie is reporting that rent growth is going to remain healthy, but at more modest levels compared with the robust growth of last year. They're expecting rent growth of around 4% in 2019 and 3.6% in 2020. Here's where things get interesting for me. When I'm modeling the rent growth for a project, I typically use a pretty conservative number typically the rate of inflation. So if the CPI is 2%, I model 2% rent growth year over year for, say, a 10-year hold period. But now we have Freddie Mac clearly saying that rent growth was 5.1% in 2018, it's going to be 4% in 2019, and 3.6% in 2020. All of those numbers are a long way from 2% that's been the conventional wisdom for a number of years. Now the Freddie report did have some local data that I also think is quite useful. They provided a forecast for local market vacancies and for new construction starts for 47 markets. This gives us a rough graphical view of whether vacancies are going to be trending upwards or downwards in any given market. They also gave a view of rent growth compared with historical averages for those same 47 markets. So what should you use when you model rent growth for the next few years? Should you use 
like the conventional wisdom, should use the Freddie Mac number averaged at say 4% and back up your assertion with the Freddie Mac report. The difference in valuation for a project between a 2% rent growth and a 4% rent growth is dramatic. On a large project, that can mean a difference of valuation of millions of dollars. It means you want to choose that number deliberately. Through the magic of Excel, you can get a model to say virtually anything you want. So you don't want to be manipulating the numbers, but you also want to be basing the numbers on defensible market forecasts. If you do choose a number like say 4% to use in your model, consider extracting a quote directly from the Freddie Mac report and including it in your executive summary. You may also want to have a dialogue with your lenders and make sure that they're on board with that particular metric in your financial model. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.